the Lupus Living Podcast. Today's episode, Lupus and Shingles. everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Lupus Living Podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to help those of you living with lupus navigate the challenges that you face. This podcast is also to help the loved ones of those living with lupus understand what we go through while living with this. I say welcome and thank you for listening to the podcast. To get notifications for the latest episodes, be sure to click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash lupus living podcast. And also follow us on Instagram at the lupus living podcast. Shingles are painful. Okay, I can end the episode right there. I'm just joking though. How do I know shingles is painful? Because I experienced this a few months ago. I mentioned in the first episode of the year that I had shingles, and I would make an episode about it. I wish I knew then what I know now. And by the time I went to the doctor about it, I was past the time when I could have been given medications to lessen my symptoms. All of my symptoms, except one, were the same as my lupus flare symptoms. That's why I waited to get help for this. In November of 2021, I felt like I had a knot on my back. It was on my left side and on my upper back. And I thought I'd pulled a muscle. So each day it hurt just a little bit more. So I thought, well, I need to go to my chiropractor. When I went, I could barely move my left arm. And when he got to that area of my back, he said in a very concerned voice, what did you do? And my response was, I don't know. So he adjusted me. And it felt a little bit better, but not by much. And sometimes it takes a few days for me to feel better. So I didn't think much of the fact that I didn't feel instant relief like I usually do. And one day I was rubbing my underarm area on the left side and I felt some bumps. And I just thought that area was irritated from a new deodorant that I was using. Then the next day, my left arm felt different. And the best way to describe it is it felt slightly numb. I thought this was strange, and I also remember my upper back on still the left side was itching just a little bit more than usual. It seemed like it it seemed like regular itching, but just more annoying. And I have dry skin, so my back itching wouldn't have been unusual, but it's just all those little things. But I started to notice it was in that one area all the time, and I was also feeling extra tired. I thought, great, I'm getting a flare. And so I tried to get rest and tried to get to bed early. And then one morning I woke up and the itching was really bad in that area. I got a handheld mirror and I did the trick of standing with my back to a mirror and looking at the handheld mirror. When I saw the rash, I just froze. I was like, what in the world is that? Where did that come from? I was worried because I was having a bad reaction to some antibiotics that I was taking at that time. 
So I decided to go to the emergency room at the hospital because I did feel like I had a fever and my left arm was still numb. That huge rash was the thing that let me know something is just not right. It did hurt to have my clothes touching that area by this point, and when I got to the hospital, I was able to get in very quickly. I've learned, since having lupus, to state every symptom that I could think of, no matter how small, when I described to the doctor what's been going on. When the doctor came in to examine me, I showed him the area and told him I, you know, everything I'd been going through, and it took him a few seconds to say, you have shingles. And I said, I'm too young to get shingles. And I think I got a laugh out of him. And I told him when the symptoms started, and he said, oh, it's past the time when you could give me something to help to lessen the pain. And I just wanted to cry. If I had known it wasn't a lupus flare that was going on, I would have contacted my doctor sooner. My shingles case were textbook by the way the rash followed on my body. And the first week was really difficult. That's when the fatigue was really bad and the pain and the tenderness of the skin in that area. It was just the worst. I left work early one day and then I took a sick day the next day. I couldn't stay awake because I just was so tired. And then I also had to elevate my arm to keep it from touching my skin where the rash was. It was also hard to wear a shirt because the rash was also on the upper part of my back. So when I went back to work, I had a pillow that I would put, uh, put on my desk so I could set my arm on it to keep it away from my body. It took me about a month to get through the rash drying out and the pain to subside and the sh- extreme fatigue to go away. And I remember the first day that I felt normal. and It felt like I was just coming out of a fog. In today's episode, I'd like to share with each of you the symptoms of shingles so that you'll know what's happening and that you can get help as quick as possible. And Don't wait as long as I did. Shingles is a viral disease that involves a painful skin rash. And the rash usually occurs in a single wide strip, either on the left side, the right side of your body, or even your face. Yes, you can get this on your face. You may have the tingling two or four days, two to four days before the rash. And some people may have headaches or feel fatigue. Luckily, I I didn't get the headaches. If you've had chicken pox, there's a chance that you can get shingles. The chicken pox virus remains in your body in an active state after you've had it, and it can reactivate as shingles later. So according to verywellfamily.com, quote, you can get shingles if you've been vaccinated with the chicken pox vaccine, even if you have never had a natural chicken pox infection, though. That's because the chicken pox vaccine is a live virus vaccine. Your risk of getting shingles following the vaccine versus having a natural infection is thought to be lower, however, another benefit of getting vaccinated, end quote. Risk risk factors of chicken pox being reactivated are maybe advanced age, you have a poor immune function like we do with lupus, and having contracted chicken pox before 18 months of age. Symptoms of shingles are sensitivity to touch, a rash that begins a few days after the pain, and you also get these fluid-filled blisters, and of course, they itch. You might also experience fever, headache, sensitivity to light, and fatigue. So can you see now why I thought I was having a bad flare? And most of these symptoms are what most of us deal with living with lupus. What could cause the virus to become active? 
It could be you're under a lot of stress, which I was kind of at that time. You have cancer, HIV, or another disease that lowers your body's defense. Or you may have been taking steroids or other medicines that could weaken your immune system. My understanding is you can't give shingles to someone, but you can give someone chickenpox who has not had it or been vaccinated against it. If you're in the stage with the blisters and their blisters are oozing, be very careful touching them and then what you touch after. You're contagious until all the sores have crusted over. Where I work, I have my own office. So I didn't have contact with a lot of people. And if anyone did come to my office, I let them know I have shingles because some of them have young children at home and I didn't want them to, their children to get the chicken pox. If you get to the doctor early enough, they may be able to give you antiviral medication. Prednisone might be prescribed for you also. And depending on your pain level, your doctor may prescribe pain medication or recommend an over-the-counter pain reliever that you can take. To help you with the itching that you'll experience, you could try a wet compress on the area of the rash. I couldn't do the, comp- uh, the compress because I could barely have anything touch that area without being in pain. And one of the nurses in the hospital told me about bathing in, you know, like an oatmeal bath, that that might help. I didn't try this one because of the area that my shingles were in. It wouldn't even touch the water. Plus, I didn't want to have to clean that up out of my bathtub. I did try calamine lotion and it helped a little bit. And for my pain management, I just slept a lot. It was hard to find a position to sleep in that didn't make the skin stretch in that area. So I tried sleeping in a recliner, you know, my chair, but then I had to figure out how to put the pillow under my arms so I wasn't in pain. One of the ways that I knew I was starting to feel better is when I would lay down in my bed and uh, the pain was less and less until I could sleep all night and didn't wake up in pain the next day. There are vaccines available for shingles. And the way I understand it in the United States, some insurances uh, won't cover the cost of the shingles vaccine unless you fit a certain criteria. And so you'll need to talk to your doctor about getting the vaccine. And another thing you'll need to do is check with your health insurance to see, you know, like if they have those requirements. And I don't know what it might be in other countries. And if you have certain health conditions, if you don't meet the age requirements, they might let you, you know, cover the vaccine. The main thing I would like you to take away from this episode is if you feel like your lupus symptoms are flaring more than usual and you have some numbness, get to your doctor as soon as possible. I think the numbness for me was the one I probably should have paid more attention to. I hope today's episode helped you understand shingles just a little bit more and how it could affect you living with lupus. If you have any questions about the episode or you'd like to share your shingle story with me, let me know. You can email me, gwen at thegwenalexander.com, or you can contact me through my website, thegwenalexander.com, and click the contact button and send me a message that way. And thank you for those that have rated and reviewed the podcast, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate that. Today's quote that I'd like to leave you with today is from American singer, songwriter, and guitarist Chuck Berry. And that quote is, Of the five most important things in life, health is first, education or knowledge is second, and wealth is third. I forgot the other two. 
The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of the podcast is not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before you make any changes that may affect your health in any way.